Hello, Hillside. Happy New Year. Our verses for us today are found in Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. Here's what we read. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and one of mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. In being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the Father. This is the word of the Lord. Well, good morning. The passage that Stephen just read for us is one of the most densely theological portions of all of Scripture. Uh, and it's one of the two cardinal places in Paul's writings where he focuses particularly on the person of Jesus. The other is, is Colossians 1, uh, and it's a, most of that chapter, whereas this is, this is even more compact. Um, so it's heavily theological. I had a professor in seminary, Ralph Martin, famous uh, 30 years ago, who wrote a 350-page book just on verses 5 through 11. So that's, uh, that's a lot of heavy theology. But, you know, Paul wasn't writing. Uh, he wasn't thinking. He wasn't uh, serving as an apostle uh, to provide material for seminary professors to write books. He was writing to a church, and uh, it was a church he knew well, and it was a church that was mature, or at least was one he was hoping to help grow to maturity, uh, and churches are a lot like people. Uh, so when I was in high school, I uh, was in chemistry, and Mark Suda was my chem lab partner, and I don't know if you remember high school chemistry, but... Uh, there was, a, at least in my high school, there was a sink and, uh, with a big gooseneck faucet and then a Bunsen burner. And one day when I wasn't really paying attention uh, but was daydreaming, I got this idea. And so I said to Mark Suda, my lab partner, Mark, what, what would happen, do you think, if we took the Bunsen burner hose where it connects to the, to the, to the gas jet, took it off of that, uh, shoved it onto the water faucet, and then picked the, picked the Bunsen burner up and aimed it at somebody and turned the water on. And uh, Mark thought that was a great idea. So I'll tell you what happens. Uh, it's astonishing how far a jet of water will shoot through the Bunsen burner. Uh, it shot 25 feet across the room, hit uh, Angela Patroclus on the back of the head, and Mark got suspended uh, for two days. Uh, I, I did not get, sus <laughs> get suspended. I deserved to, but didn't get suspended. So, um, 
You know, sometimes Paul writes to churches that are immature, like me. Uh, and he has to say simply, uh, don't do that, do this. Other times, like here, he's writing to a church that already is mature or is growing to maturity and wants to encourage them in that regard. And uh, before we even get to this spot, the second chapter, there are two precursors in the first chapter of Philippians. And if you have your Bibles open, you might want to turn to Philippians 1, 9, and 10. And Paul writes this, It is my prayer that your love may abound in all knowledge and all discernment. That's, I think that's fascinating. Not your smartness will abound, not your knowledge will abound, but that your love will abound in all knowledge and all discernment. So knowledge, that is the smarty pants stuff. That's the understanding, uh, the theology, having it clearly uh, uh, orchestrated in your mind and organized. Uh, in all knowledge and all uh, discernment. Um, there was a famous professor of, uh, uh, of New Testament at Princeton Theological Seminary, um, Bruce Metzger. He was my doctor father's professor. And my doctor father, the guy who supervised my PhD dissertation, told me this story, that he was out with Bruce Metzger walking around the, the quad at Princeton one day, and they, and, they, and they could see a crowd of people looking up at a, at a tree off in the distance. And they were intrigued, so they walked over there, and they realized that this crowd of people were watching this incredibly athletic squirrel jumping from branch to branch and always, uh, like at the Olympics, a little bit farther distance. And as they got close, uh, the squirrel jumped for a branch just a little bit too far and plummeted to the ground and with a little squirrel thud. It just lay there insensate. And the crowd was silent, just looking at, just looking at this poor squirrel. And then Bruce Metzger said, Do you know that I know the Greek word for squirrel. So uh, that's an example of really smart, uh, but not understanding the situation. So, so I want your love to abound in all knowledge. So not knowledge for its own sake, but your love to abound in knowledge, so your love to be knowledgeable, and all discernment, knowing how to apply it. It's my, my prayer that your love may abound in all knowledge and all discernment, so that you may, and then uh, the old RSV wrote, uh, had approved what is excellent. Uh, that, sometimes translators just choose an English phrase that uh, is unspecific. That's not really helpful, approve what is excellent. What the Greek says, ta is, I want you to be able to do the things that really matter. Now, that's a complex uh, formula to think through. What in a given situation are, the, are the, the actions that really matter? But over them all, it's love. Not knowledge, not discernment, but love into the service of which knowledge and discernment are, uh, are placed. Now, there's also... Um, Verse uh, 27, whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
You know, some of you may remember the movie The Graduate, and I think it's at the beginning, if I remember this correctly, but the Dustin Hoffman character reflecting on, on the story of the movie uh, says, this is the weirdest or strangest thing that ever happened to me. As if life is simply uh, a set of events over which we have no control and bear no responsibility. You know, we sometimes think, I, I think, that um, character is formed and displayed at, in signal moments, really important moments. But that isn't really true, I don't think. I think um, uh, character is formed in, in the little events, the everyday. Uh, Francis de Sales said... Uh, Character is a little like sugar and salt. We get really excited about the big events. Sugar gets used in, in, in certain things. I use sugar in way too many things, but should only be used in certain things. Whereas salt is liberally spread across the whole palate. Small occasions are unforeseen. And at every moment of every day, they place us in conflict with pride and laziness and our passions. But if we are thoughtful and faithful in the little things, the old nature, the selfish nature, the spasmodic self-interested nature will have no room to breathe. So whatever happens... Conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, it's clearly possible that we can not conduct ourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, Paul is saying, be thoughtful. Be reflective. Don't just react. So in 1 through 4, do you have any encouragement? Do you have any comfort in his love? Do you have any fellowship or connections with the Spirit? Do you have any compassion or tenderness? Do you see what he's doing here? He's starting with with. Uh, features that are, that are focused on the self, on each one of us as individuals. Do we have any encouragement? Do we feel that? Do we feel the comfort of the Spirit? And then, he, and then he notes how we are interconnected one with another. Do you have any fellowship with the Spirit? The Spirit of the living God, who if you're a Christian, the Holy Spirit dwells within you. The only question is how, whether you're paying attention and how much room you're allowing to the Spirit in your life. And then compassion. If so, then be like-minded. Now, notice he doesn't assume that we're brimming over with these things. He says, if we have any. So here's the truth of it all, is that we are in process we are made for God, but we have lost our way. 
the New Testament, Paul will say, really we can call it a, a triple pattern of salvation. We have been saved. That is what the Lord Jesus accomplished for us on the cross, through the cross and the resurrection. We have no ability to save ourselves. We are rescued purely by what the Lord Jesus Christ accomplished on our behalf. But when we come to faith, then we are in the process of being saved. So we have been saved, but Paul can say, for those of us who are being saved, it is the power of God. That's the growing in grace, grace growing in uh, our, alive, our alertness to the spirit of the living God, becoming shaped more and more into the image of Jesus Christ. And then finally, we will be saved. Our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. So a triple pattern. So what is Paul saying? He's saying to believers on the way to maturity, to a church on the way to maturity, remember who you are. You are broken and you cannot save yourself. But you have been saved. You've been rescued by God in Christ. And remember who you are becoming, into what you are growing. Remember what your purpose is. The, with the, Greek, the Greek term with that, for that would be telos, your purpose, your goal. So the telos of an acorn is to become an oak tree. What is the telos of, of the human being? Well, God made us in his image. And because of what Christ has accomplished, we can set our face towards that goal. And it is not only us who are growing towards it, but God is actually also drawing us towards him. So what star will we steer by? No selfish ambition, Paul says. Aim at humility. Consider others better than yourself. Reckon. Reckon as you think about what it means to be a part of Hillside Covenant Church, a body of Christ. Hillside Covenant is an organism. It is not a collection of organisms. We are a body, and we need one another. Each of you then should look not only to your own interest, but to the interests of others and to the whole. Why should we do this? Because this person we call Jesus was God. And he did not consider this, this status, this, this truth, this reality about himself he didn't consider it so important that he held on to it. But he emptied himself to become human. And more than that, he suffered the ultimate humiliation. He suffered on our behalf. Crucified, dead, and buried. And God raised him from the dead. And so he is now exalted. And so Paul here is speaking to 
a mature church, one growing in maturity. Not a church like me and Chem Lab, but a church growing in maturity. Hillside Covenant Church. And Paul is saying, remember whose you are. Remember what God is forming in and through you. So lay aside the old nature and grow to the purpose God has in mind. But to do that, we must be conscious of what's going on in our hearts and minds. You know, ideas matter. How we understand ourselves matters. How we understand how we react and relate to the culture around us, which is continually trying to shape us and, and uh, influence our thinking and how we feel. Let us follow the star of the gospel and of the Lord Jesus Christ so that we may become mature and complete. A shining star for the community around us, a beacon of hope, and a community of love and purpose. Amen? Amen. And um, it's now time for us to participate in um, a celebration that Jesus himself instituted. And that is uh, what we call communion. And I'm going to be joined by Joy. Well, it's now time for the benediction, uh, which is a fancy way of saying good word. And uh, so here's the good word. The year we just finished has been a tough year. And the uh, pandemic has maybe revealed some things about ourselves and our culture and our world which um, aren't necessarily all that pretty. But it has reminded us that as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, we have citizenship in heaven. We are uranapolitai. We're citizens of heaven. And in this world, we are actually ambassadors of that kingdom. And this is a world as it has always been since Cain, which looks not to heaven, but only to the surface. And so we can't help as human beings for the less awesome parts of us to be revealed, the self-interested, the selfish, the unkind. It's in all of us. But the good word is that because of the Lord Jesus Christ, because of our faith, we can be saved from that. We have been saved, but we are in the process of being saved for that. So let's remember that. Ideas matter because they shape our hearts and our minds. And in the little things, in the, like salt that, that, that seasons everything we eat, let's keep in mind that although we were made for God and lost our way, we have been saved from 
and we are saved for. And so there is hope. Hope for the future. And, And the hope that's really embodied in the announcement from the search committee that there is a new leader that they have uh, identified. May the Lord God be with you in your hearts and minds as you think about tomorrow. Lose yourself in the will and the purpose of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen.